This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kalb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983, on Spring Street in Nevada City, rickkalb.com. Well, welcome back, Gary. Um, as usual, the economy and the Federal Reserves are newsworthy. Uh, today, I'd like to start by asking about the jobs data that came out last Friday. A good um, so-so, what do you think? Well, there are several new job numbers that were released last week. And overall, my most straightforward answer should be, um, it depends on what you're looking for. If you are concerned about the economy expanding too fast and inflation not slowing, then a strong jobs report would be bad news. Fed is likely to have to raise interest rates more or again. If you're looking for a job, a tight labor market, rising wages and you know, rapid job creation, that's definitely good news. Um, if you're a Fed policymaker trying to make decisions to slow inflation over the next couple of years down to their 2% goal, you might be considering whether another or more short-term or overnight interest rate increases will be enough to slow the economy and the job market and inflation. And you know what is that good policy choice to bring down inflation without throwing the economy into a recession? Well, Gary, uh, let me be more specific. What happened to the unemployment rate? And was it a significant change in in your opinion? Paul, the unemployment rate, which is based on a large national survey conducted by the Bureau of Labor Statistics each month, fell slightly from 3.6% of the civilian labor force to 3.5%. A 3.5% unemployment rate is very low. In fact, it's as low as it has been in around 50 years. Um, and a slight change from 3.6 to 3.5 isn't isn't very significant. Uh, I think what is significant here is that the job market overall remains tight and that that 3.5% unemployment rate is a full employment <laughs> level of you know, in the labor markets. You know, I think if you look, for example, at what the Fed policymakers think, they're, they're, they have been saying uh, full employment is around 4% of the unemployment, 4% uh, unemployment rate today. Well, here's a quick question, Gary. Isn't there another unemployment rate that is still higher because it includes workers who move, move in and move out of the labor force um, frequently? Yes, Paul, that measure of unemployment that you're asking about is often called the underemployment rate or um, economists often call it the U6 uh, because it includes workers who may only be marginally attached to the labor force and it includes part-time workers who really want a full-time job um, and discouraged workers as well. So these workers are more likely to be unemployed at any given time or survey date and that's why that uh, underemployment rate is higher. Uh, but like the unemployment rate at 3.5%, the underemployment rate is very low by historic standards. It was 6.7% in March. And except for a few recent months when it was slightly lower, that 6.7% underemployment rate is lower than it has been since the data were collected, you know, from say 1984 to 2022. Uh, you know, so it, it's also very low as well. So it's consistent with full employment. Um, you know, and, and that reflects the tight labor market that we've seen and, you know, the fact that the economy is still adding jobs at a robust pace in, in early 2023. Okay, Gary. Well, just how many jobs has the national economy been adding? In California, we keep hearing about job losses in the tech sector. Aren't those job losses limiting national job growth? 
in March, the national economy added um, 236,000 new jobs. And while that was down from about 100,000 new jobs from what we saw in February, 320, um, adding over 200,000 jobs a month is still a strong job report. You know, and it is consistent with other indicators that tell us about you know, labor markets remaining tight um, and that there may still be close to 10 million job openings today. Now, as you noted, at the same time, the tech sector uh, is experiencing sizable layoffs and, you know, still the national economy added 236,000 jobs. And that's that's impressive, especially when, you know, one factors in the fact that um, the Fed is slowing, trying to slow down the economy, raising interest rates to lower economic growth and the, lower the inflation rate. And, you know, we've also gotten past that period of rapid growth when the labor markets and the economy were rebounding from the steep but short 2020 COVID recession. So, you know, while there are headwinds facing the labor market, yet, you know, so far it continues to expand and add jobs at a at a brisk pace. Gary, were there any sectors of the economy or industries that were adding lots of jobs nationally? Do you have any data that could answer that? Yes, Paul. Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics also provides data with a wide array of breakdowns, including data by about 10 broad sectors of the economy. And in March, several of those sectors stood out. Um, two of them were, had losses of jobs. Those were construction and retail trade. Um, but there were other, several other industry sectors that added sizable numbers of jobs in March. Uh, and both in March and over the past 12 months as well, these four sectors, leisure and hospitality, health services, uh, the government sector, and professional and business services, you know, all um, have been showing, you know, relatively large increases in job growth. And that's what's driving the national job market. Gary, back uh, to the layoffs. Are we seeing lots of layoffs nationally or not? We should look at the weekly data on initial claims for unemployment insurance to get a good measure on the layoff situation nationally. And, and like the job numbers, the new claims for unemployment insurance you know, provided a positive picture of the labor markets last week. The, the latest four-week average of unemployment claims was a little higher than in some recent periods. But at only 238,000 new claims in March, you know, 238,000 is a low number of workers who've lost their jobs and filed for unemployment insurance. That's about what we would expect from economy. So overall, total layoffs nationally remain far below recession levels in recent months. And that's, a, again, another strong indication of a healthy job market. Uh, one more question, Gary. Uh, seems like despite some economists worrying about a recession, it sounds like the labor markets re are remaining strong. And that provides important support for the overall economy to continue to expand. Um, is that true? Well, Paul, I, I would agree. So far, the strength in the labor markets is a very positive indicator of where the economy is today and why it's continuing to expand, um, even if it's you know, GDP growth is or output is slowing, likely to slow. Um, you know, and if the job market starts to slow dramatically or we start to lose jobs, then that's another story. But certainly these are all signs that, you know, Fed economists and policymakers and um, economic forecasters are watching carefully sort of to see what's going on with the labor market and, you know, is it going to continue to support the economy's performance? And, you know, so far labor markets are providing strong, positive signals. And that's that's good news, I think, for us. Well, Gary, thank you very much and look forward to our next chat in a couple of weeks.
Sounds good, Paul. Thank you. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco and is currently a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria. He teaches courses in economics and finance.